He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's been nodding, who's been nice. And guess what? He's also going to hold an orgy in a jail cell. Hi, welcome <laughs> to Very Merry Netflix Christmas, the 25-day Netflix Christmas movie advent calendar podcast. I'm Olivia, and with me as always is Sean. I'm Sean. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Sean. So today we watched The Christmas Chronicles, which I've been begging Sean to watch with me for literal months now. Yeah, I mean, it's just almost every single fucking day is, Sean, when are we going to watch the Christmas movie where Santa fucks? That, she doesn't say Christmas Chronicles. She always just wants to watch the one where Santa fucks, the one that stars Kurt Russell as Santa who fucks. Every day. So Kurt Russell's absolutely a leather daddy Santa who fucks. Like he and Mrs. Claus definitely have an open relationship because he led an orgy. He he led an a metaphorical orgy in a jail cell in Chicago during this movie. Mm-hmm. So what it really is, is at least what we're led to believe is that it's a musical song number where in the jail cell, Santa gives everyone instruments in the cell and they sing mm-hmm. a song. And it's a really fun, great musical number. But you know it's a metaphor for him in an orgy with all of them. He is making sure they all have a good time. Yeah, and like he's... I didn't know Kurt Russell could sing. And he's like, he's first of all, the outfit he's wearing. He's wearing a vest. He's a buff Santa. And he's like got some of the top buttons undone. And Sean, you said it first. I I, I wrote the quote down specifically. Let me, let me just pull that up. <laughs> you said, let's be honest, though. He looks great in that vest. He looks like a pirate king who's ready to kick some ass. He does. He looks uh, like he a does. badass. <laughs> And then they're singing a song. He's singing like a bluesy Christmas song. And one of the lines, he's also got some like female backup singers. He sings, take down your stockings, turn out the lights. Santa Claus is coming down your chimney tonight. And uh, it's an orgy scene, folks. I know Netflix. He's coming. He, Santa Claus is coming. (laughs) He's coming. Like literally. And as soon as he said that, his backup, his backup singers were like, <sighs> like very orgasmic sign like this is a santa claus who fucks and everyone knows that he's a leather daddy like it is incredible i loved this movie i need more of this movie i can't wait for the sequel see here's the thing just to, to finish off with this thought when olivia joked to me before we watched the movie this is the one where santa fucks I thought it could go one of two ways. Either people are just misinterpreting it and like, oh, he's just real sexy because it's Kurt Russell in this movie. Or there's some kind of intimacy scene with Mrs. Claus. What I did not expect, and I'm almost (laughs) happy I didn't, is as we said, the metaphor of an orgy (laughs) in a jail cell. Because what... (laughs) Santa Claus was arrested in this movie too. We didn't we didn't note that. There was a car chase with in this movie. Santa Claus is doing a fast and furious car chase scene in this movie and then he is arrested by two police officers who one of them is the guy on New Girl, but and Olivia didn't believe me when I saw it. I said, "Is this other cop the 
the sheriff and Christmas inheritance? And she said, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, I am so sure. We literally just watched this fucking movie. I am positive that this is the cop in Christmas inheritance. I went on IMDb and I was right. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. why this matters, folks, you think this is irrelevant, but if you listen to our last episode, the Princess Switch episode, we realized that, so to, to catch you up real quick, we go into it more in depth in this that episode, but essentially there are two competing Netflix Christmas cinematic universes. <laughs> both, both are fan fictions written by angelic god characters. Mad, magical god characters. So one is the old crone <laughs> in Night Before Christmas. So she has her her own cinematic universe, where kindly man, where kindly man from Princess Switch has his own fan fiction cinematic Netflix Christmas universe. So we got we got these two competing cinematic universes, and Olivia and I are like. Well, which one does this one fit into? And this is the only thread. It's the smallest thing, but it's the way we figure out which universe we are in. Because those are two, Princess Switch and Christmas Inheritance are two different ones. It's a multiverse with two timelines. Also, I'm crying right now. She's laughing so hard because it's so weird. If y'all are just jumping in with this episode, y'all really we cover some really important stuff in the Princess Switch where we where we discover, we uncover the two timelines and the Netflix. It's not a universe, it's a multiverse. Yes. Okay, everybody gets it wrong. And we thought before we saw this movie, maybe this is gonna be in its own thing. No, no, no. It's in one of the timelines. And I think this movie could be in because I'm the old crone. I have a Christmas prince, Christmas inheritance, and uh, uh, night before Christmas. Oh, we did. I we did. We also forgot to mention the fact that the old crone and the kindly man are us. So it's it's our future selves. Yeah, so I'm who the went old back crone. in time to create these <laughs> universes. So Olivia is old crone, and I'm kindly man. <laughs> And our, and our, it's not clear if our universes or timelines are like competing with each other or if they're like working in tandem. We're going to find out more with more movies. And so we honestly thought like, is there another fanfic writer for Christmas Chronicles? But no, it, it's in one of the timelines because we have the same actor in the same kind of like a, like, well, a he's literally a police officer where, yeah. So he has a different name though. And so we, Sean actually went back and I listened to him go back and watch all the scenes with this guy in it. And there's not a lot of information. We just know that he has a different name. Um, And we don't really know what year, we can't remember what year Christmas Inheritance was in, but I think we have to assume Christmas Inheritance takes place in 2017 because that's kind of what happens with the other Christmas movies. I went So when I went back for Christmas Inheritance, what I was looking for was, okay, it's the same actor. He's a sheriff. He's in another town, another city. The thing is... <laughs> we haven't even explained the plot of yeah, Christmas But Chronicles this is important. Yet, this is important, anyway. Olivia. <laughs> so, 
so in Christmas Inheritance, what I was looking for is, is there any backstory on the sheriff? Is there anything to discount anything that could go against? Because there is some backstory for him in Christmas Chronicles. He has an ex-wife who he hasn't seen in years and he wants to get back with her, right? So there's a bit of backstory there, but there is literally zero backstory to the Christmas Inheritance character. We don't know how long he's been there. We don't know anything about it. So theoretically, I I mean, it could be one way or another. The year is the only distinction, but he could have theoretically moved towns, moved cities and changed his name, (laughs) but still, stuck in this law enforcement position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, James Marsden is like working in Green Hills, Montana or something. Uh-huh. Not to Sonic the, the first Sonic the Hedgehog level, but he wants to like, because he's a sheriff in Montana, but then he wants to get a promotion to work for San Francisco PD. So if we use that, if we just, I will commandeer Sonic the Hedgehog into my universe, into the old crown universe. And use that same. Wait, logic. are you commandeering Christmas Chronicles into the old Crone universe? Yes, I'm coming. I'm commandeering Christmas Chronicles and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh come on! I feel like it's a kindly man universe. This is a kindly man universe. I or what if it's both? Christmas Chronicles uh-huh. is both. Uh huh. It could be. Both. How could it be both? We could both be right. It could take place in okay. either timeline. It's kind of like with the Legend of Zelda, where you have some games that like. Because like the timeline, the Zelda, the Legend of Zelda timeline splits three ways, but then it like comes back together at the end with Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. It could be like that. I don't know, uh, but we'll, we'll get more info later on. We'll figure out. You know, we're still working on this universe theory and figuring out which it's one it falls universe, into. It's a multiverse. Sorry, I keep keep making that mistake, old crone. I apologize. Anyways, let's talk about this movie. Where do you want to start? So maybe we should describe the plot. So um, it's Christmas Eve 2018, and we have a a 10-year-old girl. I don't remember her name. Kitty Cat. That's her nickname, Kitty Cat. And her older brother, Teddy. And they fight, and they don't get along. Christmas cliche. Their dad is dead. He died being a firefighter. They have a mom, but she works as a, a nurse at a hospital or something, and so she's not home a lot. I will say, which I called, like, so there's video camera footage in the very beginning. And as soon as this footage starts playing, I'm just like, the parents are dead, aren't they? They're definitely dead. Mm -hmm. Now, I was half right, but Christmas cliche. Yeah, Christmas cliche. And so um, they're fighting. And then the mom is like, y'all need to get it together. Y'all need to be friendly. And then she has to go to the hospital. So they're, they're home alone for Christmas Eve. Uh, the, the sisters going through old videotapes of their previous Christmases as a family. And she notices in one frame, she sees Santa's hand go out and put a present by the tree. And so she gets an idea. Hey bro, let's set up a trap for Santa and try to find him. They set up a trap. They find him. They get into a sleigh and then they cause a sleigh crash. Christmas is almost ruined. And so they work with the Santa who fucks Kurt Russell to save Christmas. I just want to say, so when Olivia says Christmas is almost ruined, you think those are petty stakes, right? Oh, man, Christmas is almost ruined. Boo hoo. No, it's not. Santa Claus (laughs) establishes and he says that when... (laughs) Christmas when he fucks up on Christmas and kids don't get presents. Wanna know what happens? Wars happen. 
famines happen, bad things, plagues happen, bad shit happens when he doesn't deliver presents. My note says, the plague in all wars are because Santa missed his Christmas Eve rounds. That's literally what he implies multiple times. So it's like World War II, Santa slipped up, you know? Vietnam, COVID. Which I'm convinced, I'm convinced. So this is 2020 that we're recording, right? Mm -hmm. We're recording at the end of 2020. I am convinced because coronavirus kind of started end of 2019, beginning of 2020. I think that we would have stopped coronavirus in its tracks if Santa didn't fuck up for whatever reason in 2019's Christmas. But he did, and that's why coronavirus spread across the world. That's mm-hmm. what I'm all I'm saying is the timing fits pretty fucking well for that. So Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, uh, have a good year this year. I, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, come on, dude. You can do it. Yeah. And, and so they have to save Christmas. But what happens is they don't have a sleigh. He doesn't have his magic because he needs his hat. He doesn't have his reindeer. He doesn't have a sack of toys. So they got a bunch of shit to do in the city of Chicago. Again, we're in Chicago. I love Chicago, Christopher Columbus director trait, you know? Also Christmas movie trait because the princess switch was also in Chicago for a little bit. Um, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But like they steal a car that was stolen and then they're in a police chase. And then there's a scene where like they they go off a ramp and the car is going down into like a snow pile and like it's slow motion and Kurt Russell and Teddy are looking at each other like, ah. It's great. Santa's arrested. He spends quite a bit of this movie in jail having an orgy with people at the jail cell. Um, and while this is happening, uh, Teddy and Kitty Cat, they are like getting the sack, getting the reindeer, getting the elves to help out, which the elves are like little CGI kind of troll doll looking things. I love the elves. And they speak elvish. Santa speaks elvish. In this movie, it's this is like a sci-fi Christmas movie. It's amazing. I know. I love that attention to detail and that world building because the majority of Christmas movies do not go that far. Mm -mm. And it's not even that it also goes that far, but it says, I'm going to take the things that you know about Christmas and kind of put it in a real world possible context that makes sense where it's just like other Christmas movies are like, well, we're just going to take the tropes and kind of just shove it together. This mm-hmm. actually thinks it through almost like, so this director directed Harry Potter and it shows and Olivia, yeah. you noted that I, throughout. I said that like when she's in like the North, when Kitty Cat gets in the North Pole Santa's workshop, I'm like, this is very much Harry Potter vibes right here. Like I'm feeling yeah. the Harry Potter. And you, you feel the, not just Christmas magic because it's not just like these characters are doing things just for the plot to go along. It's like you actually sense magic in this world. And it's really, it's, it was amazing. It's so cool. I mean, one of the important things about this world building, a, a couple of weeks ago, I watched a, a Halloween movie for my other podcast. And I, this is going to be a hot take. It's Hocus Pocus. I didn't like it. And my co-host didn't like it. And one of the reasons why we didn't like it is because it doesn't have the attention to detail that this movie does. Like, mm-hmm. they're both kids movies. They're both holiday themed movies but this one says like we're gonna 
think about this and actually do really freaking interesting things with the holiday, the lore that we all know, mm-hmm. and you really appreciate it for it. And what was really cool was how they would travel from city to city because Santa Claus and his sleigh had like a globe. Whenever he wanted to go to a different town, he would press on the globe and then he would be in the Aurora Borealis and he would travel to different cities through the Aurora Borealis. It was amazing. Loved it. This movie's incredible. Yeah. Also, okay, we got before we finish off with the elves, Olivia, I think you know where I'm going with this. There is one elf. So oh my God. later on in the movie, the, the 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 boy Teddy. Teddy, he gets kidnapped by a group of criminals, right? And they're gonna I think they imply that they're gonna kill him. Yeah. And he has a Chris he has uh Santa Claus's Christmas sack with all the gifts, and we established earlier that it's essentially a portal to the North Pole. Again, cool, but the elves start coming out of the sack in like gremlin style or like Jurassic Park style, like the little dinosaurs that attack people. I can't remember their name, but essentially they start going crazy and attacking all these guys. So the elves are coming out of the sack. And what I love is a they're like bloodthirsty. They're eager to fight and they're throwing like, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm too drunk. They're, they're throwing pool balls at guys. I mean, like, that can do some damage. They're going crazy. And there's this one elf. So when they're attacking, they don't know that Teddy is Kitty Cat's brother, right? Mm-hmm. So they yep. think he's another criminal that they got to take out. So there, there's this one elf that has a little chainsaw. And he starts coming up on Teddy. So the other hel- elves are holding him down. And this little elf with his little chainsaw goes up and is about to cut Teddy's dick off. Like he's literally on the verge of cutting Teddy's dick off with a little chainsaw. That happened in this movie. It's brilliant. It's just like, what is going on? I love this. And then so we didn't have a whole we didn't have a ton of Christmas cliches because this wasn't like a made for TV romance Christmas movie. This was like a really well done Christmas movie. Like watch it with your family. It's great. So I just I wrote down a lot of Sean's quote and he said, (laughs) Chansaw Elf is my favorite. They were going to cut his dick off in a Christmas movie. These are bloodthirsty elves. Chansaw Elf is my favorite elf. He will cut your dick off in the name of Santa Claus, (laughs) which I just really enjoyed. I will say, going off of is not so. Olivia, we we have a note document that we share and we take notes as we watch. Now, Olivia, you made a separate section for me that says "shit Sean says," mm-hmm. but in the regular section, there's a bit where you say, and this, folks, this is all the note says. And I have no idea what it's. I have an idea what it's about, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It just says. <laughs> Oh my God, that bitch is dead. (laughs) What were you talking about? (laughs) So it's when, um, it's towards the beginning of the movie when Teddy and Kitty Cat are in the sleigh and then they startle Santa. And so they have it like this, the sleigh twists and turns. They get caught in the jet wash of an airplane and she falls out of the sleigh and she's plummeting to earth. And I'm like, that bitch is dead. Like she's dead. She's going <laughs> to die. That's what that was in reference to. Also another 
Sean quote. So to give you some context before I say this quote, Santa Claus says many times throughout this movie, he's not a ho, ho, ho guy. He doesn't like saying ho, ho, ho. So I said, Santa Claus ain't a ho, but he does fuck. There was also a moment we thought Santa was going to get in a bar fight. And 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 Sean was like, slap him, Santa, slap him. Um, so that was great. I really wanted him to get into a fist fight. Also, <laughs> Sean said that Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, it's Kurt Russell. He said he's about to join as the newest Avenger. He's an Avenger. He can't die. And I was like, you haven't seen Endgame, but okay. I have. I was kidding. I know, but, Sean. I was but, kidding, too. Yeah. Um, you also said after he leaves the jail cell, he said that's the true believing adults. They believe in his sexual healing. And also, who <laughs> doesn't he fuck? It's just yeah. a great movie. Santa yeah. Claus is a leather daddy. We love it. He's amazing. Speaking of Kurt Russell, Santa Claus being an Avenger, we need to, because this is what we've been talking about, and this is one of our categories that we consistently talk about every episode, Sir Cole, our boy Sir Cole, versus, normally it's versus the other romantic love interest of the movie. Now, there's technically no other romantic love interest in <laughs> this movie, but also technically speaking, there is a Mrs. Claus, and they're definitely making love, let's be honest. So you can kind of count it. And also, we all fell in love with Santa Claus in this movie. Let's just let's just be honest. Like we did. We all fell in love. We all fell in love with Kurt Russell Santa Claus. He's amazing. So we're 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 throwing Kurt Russell Santa Claus in. in. <laughs> Olivia said Kurt Russell Santa Claus with his bare hands. <laughs> bare hands. Versus Sir Cole. And I would add to that one handed. He has one hand tied behind his back. I was I was just about to say that. Yeah, he's got one hand tied behind his back and he is like, I don't need a weapon because I'm going to steal yours and kill you with your own weapon with one hand tied behind my back. And it's like, there's not even a debate. It's not, it's not a fair fight. There's no question. There's no question. Santa Claus is straight up murdering Sir Cole. Strangling Sir Cole death, is sure. fucking dead. <laughs> And then, you know how we like to rank our, our heroes? I was like, we have to include him. We have to include him. And Sa Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, he's fucking number one. He's number yes, one. Yes, he's easily number one. He's like, we loved Prince Richard from A Christmas Prince, but like yes. Kurt Russell, Santa Claus or Pr Prince Richard, I'm fucking going with Leather Daddy Santa, okay? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he led an orgy in a jail cell. How could you not, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, there are many, because I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors. I'm glad you finally admit it, because I always say that you love him and you want to marry him, and you always say that's incorrect. So I'm glad you're finally accepting I it. I don't want to marry him, Olivia. Yes, you do. You want to marry him before Goldie Hawn. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is that Kurt Russell has an incredible smile. He's just so charming. Even if you took a freeze frame of one of his several smiles in this movie, he would still win. But when you have the entirety of Kurt Russell in this movie, you know, like I will say to my, I underestimated Chris Columbus and I underestimated Kurt Russell because I put off this movie because I thought it was going to be a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't think there's going to be any good. I will say I partially blame Netflix because it's a terrible title for a movie. 
Christmas Chronicles. It's so dull. Anyways, Kurt Russell really outshined. I mean, I really I shouldn't say that because I love him. He's always good I in know. every performance. I Even the like, bad movies, he's great. I caught you like every day for a week. I was like, we gotta watch this movie. We gotta watch this movie. And you're like, no, no, no. I don't want to watch this movie. That's exactly how I sounded, by the yeah. way. Which have you seen Breakdown? Because that's probably one of my favorite Kurt Russell. I haven't movies. seen it yet. It's so we're gonna watch it next year. Okay, twenty twenty one. We're watching. We're doing it, Sean. WrestleMania. We're doing WrestleMania. Anyways, yeah, so Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, basically kicks everyone's ass in any category. We can throw any category out there, and he would win mm-hmm. easily. Even even if we had, like, best staircase reveals, <laughs> I would Which, still throw him in there somehow. Yeah. He's the, like, out of all the heroes and heroines, he's, like, he's the sexiest. You said it yourself. Let's be honest. He's looking great in that vest. And that's the whole thing is that like, he's like, I'm Santa Claus. Like, you don't look like him. And he's like, I know. Billboards add 80 pounds because he's a fit as Oh, that was a great joke. Santa Claus. We love, we love fit Santa. But speaking of staircase reveals, we need to go over our Christmas cliches. There's not too many, but there is an important one mm-hmm. we need to go over. So we have, like we mentioned before, a dead parent. We have Christmas baking towards the beginning between Kitty Cat and her mom. Christmas magic, obviously, because we've got fucking Santa Claus in this movie. Uh, we've got trauma from a Christmas song because there's one song that Kitty Cat and Teddy's dad love to sing at Christmas. Um, and they hear it and it makes them sad. And then this one, we have a Netflix reference. Someone is watching. I forget who was watching. I think it was the valet. The, the parking the, attendant. The valet. Yeah, the valet yeah. was watching Stranger Things. Which, according to logic in our previous episode, means that if Christmas Chronicles is part of one timeline, then Stranger Things actually happens in the other timeline. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait, no, before we, we before you finish this train of thought, is one of the seasons a Christmas season? I, I haven't watched all of Netflix, but let me, I haven't watched all of Stranger Things, but let me... Uh... Oh, I want to say next season's going to be a Christmas season. I think that's what it is. I thought they were done with three. No, they're, they're doing another season. But why would they reference a Christmas season in a 2018 movie? I mean, they're just trying to promote Stranger Things. Exactly. But- but that this, means, this is our own logic, Olivia. This is I our know, own thing. But that means that it's canon. So like if I took, if Christmas Chronicles is part of the old crone timeline, then Stranger Things is part of the kindly man timeline. I would rather have Christmas Chronicles than Stranger Things. Fuck. Does that mean Stranger Things is part of the old crone timeline? Shit. It literally depends on whether you think, so... Let me just, I want to get this actor's name right. Because it's about the sheriff from Christmas Inheritance and one of the cops from. So the actor is Martin Roach. So Mm -hmm. it depends on whether Martin Roach's character is the same guy and he changed his name or not. That that's the determining factor. Mm -hmm. What if now hear me out Mm because we haven't seen it yet. But what if Christmas Chronicles 2 establishes a multiverse? in the Christmas Chronicles movies (laughs) so that theoretically speaking Old Crone has one of them and Kindly Man Man has the the other other. (laughs) okay okay we but we don't know that yet so the first movie because we're trying to do it by 
era or epoch so or epoch whatever we're trying to do it by like years so we got to get through the 2019s and then we can get to the 2020s yeah uh, olivia i can't i cannot wait to watch christmas chronicles 2 even though it's already out and we can watch it right now <laughs> we got to do this right we got to do this the right way we because you know in other movies there's going to be other connections that might help us mm-hmm. establish more of that Exactly. The multiverse. Yes. So I think next we have A Christmas Prince 2. I think that's what we're watching tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Any other thoughts? Any other things you want to say about this movie? You referenced three other movies while we watched this movie. It's a combination of Jumanji, Too Fast, Too Furious, and the Santa Claus, but in reverse. Because we thought that he was going to become their new dad and try to like get with the mom. And so... It's like he killed the dad. He killed the dad. Yeah. The dad killing Santa Claus. Yeah. You said if Santa Claus killed the dad, this is going to be the Santa Claus in in reverse. Um, Do you think Santa's going to fuck their mom? Santa's going to be their new daddy. (laughs) Yeah. So, man, this was such a good, such a good movie. Aren't you glad? I love this movie. This is. I've been trying to get you to watch it for months. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I'm sorry. At the same time, I feel like this is one of those instances where we watched it when we needed to watch it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. If we watched it earlier, we still would have had a good time. But within the context of this podcast, I think it adds that much more to it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Olivia, what would you give this rating wise? If you're going to give a rating. Can I give it an 11 out of 10? Yeah, you can give it an 11 out of 10. Like this is number one. Okay. Like I'm saying it's this movie and then a Christmas Prince. This is going to be... So within the context of Christmas movies, I... I, I don't know if I want to give an 8.5 or a 9. I feel like 9, I really only am going to give to like my favorite of favoritest movies. And I, I here's the thing. I don't feel like I could justify a 9 on a first watch. I feel like a 9 has got to be a movie that sticks with me for a long time. This movie's going to stick with you for a long time. It probably time. will. Olivia, I'll probably give it a 9 in hindsight. But right now, I got to stick to my guns and give it an 8.5. And I'll follow up that with saying the running category of is this better than Die Hard? No, this is not better than Die Hard, but it comes awfully fucking close in terms of Christmas movies. Like this is this can easily be a go to Christmas movie classic. So this is going to probably join my list of number one, Die Hard, number two, Jingle All the Way, and then number three, Christmas Chronicles. That's probably what's going to happen. That's why you should give it a nine. Because I told you while we're watching, like, Sean, we're watching this together every year. Like, this is yeah. our Christmas movie now. Yeah. And a Christmas, and the night before Christmas. Like, we're going to watch both of those every year. God. <laughs> Get ready. I really just, I really just need Netflix to do, like, a 30-second video of Kurt Russell Santa Claus, like body slamming Sir Cole, taking oh him out. That would be incredible. And then Chainsaw Elf Wait. coming after Sir Cole's dick. Wait, Sean. What? I just had a thought. What? You know how the old crone, the old crone and kindly man insert themselves into the story. Yes. As a godlike character with magic. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is also God. But then does that mean Santa Claus is the kindly man or is Santa Claus the old crone? Because Santa Claus construed the whole thing because we find out in the, at the end of the movie, he didn't need his hat. He made this whole situation so that way this brother and sister could become closer for their mom. I will say that is on Christmas. The, 
the only thing that really bothered me about this movie because that leaves one of two possibilities. Either Kurt Russell's Santa Claus was lying about the possibility of World War III happening because <laughs> he didn't deliver Christmas <laughs> presents, or he let he let it come so close down to the wire that World War III could have possibly happened because he wanted to repair this family. Because, listen, it's a nice sentiment to want to repair a family, but I just don't think a potential war would have justified that. Sean, we might be dealing with another fanfic writer. We'll, we'll find out more with Christmas Chronicles too, and with more movies, but we said that Old Crone and Kindly Man, they are magical figures writing themselves into these stories mm-hmm. to act, so that way there's a plot, and Santa does the exact same thing. So is Santa Claus God? Well, I just want to say I'm going to be real sexist right now and say, well, Santa Claus is a man, so I feel like he's an extension of kindly man. And he is a kind man, so I kind of want to take him. But, 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 but you could make the argument that this is Mrs. Claus's movie and her narrative perspective because she's at the very end. And then Mrs. Claus is old crone. And then you could grab it. I'm just saying (laughs) Or we could go like with the Legend of Zelda thing where it's like, yeah, the timeline's <gasps> split, but at some points they come back together. Olivia, you know what I just realized? Ask yourself, who's the protagonist of this movie? Who's the main character? Kitty Cat, right? Yeah. So yeah. what if... I, I was actually thinking Kitty Cat, but I was like... So what if... I felt... Kitty Cat <gasps> Kitty Cat is, is you, old which you're the middle. Kitty Cat is you, younger you, and then... You grow up to be old crone, and then the video camera comes somehow relates. The video camera is how you're essentially telling the whole story. Because also, the video camera, it's really weird that she's using a camcorder in 2018. I understand mm-hmm. the narrative reason, it just doesn't make any sense. Which we should explain because she goes back and rewatches home videos on a, on a camcorder. She uses that same camcorder throughout the night to try to get Santa, like she's filming everything. But it would make sense for you, Olivia, when you were younger and at that age, at that age, to use a camcorder. So theoretically, this is really the story of you telling this and pitching this to Netflix, which again leads credence to the fact and or idea that this is old crone cinematic universe. Which means Stranger Things is in your universe. <sighs> I just really want Kurt Russell to be in my cinematic universe, Olivia. I love Kurt Russell so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you're finally admitting it. Okay, we need to. Start I've always said like I love document. Kurt Russell. We need to start keeping a document of like the different timelines in their movies and stuff. So fuck. <laughs> this is getting way more involved than what I thought it was. I thought we were just gonna sit back, watch some Christmas movies, and now it's like multiverse, magic, God, Netflix, guys. You gotta. You thought these were simple. You thought there was nothing going on here. (laughs) You were were fucking fucking wrong. wrong. So wrong. Netflix has got y'all hoodwinked. They are telling their own story. Everyone thinks that Marvel is winning the game. The Mm -hmm. Netflix Christmas Cinematic Universe. Sorry, the Netflix Christmas Cinematic Multiverse is decades beyond Marvel. Marvel is in their fucking dust. Marvel got, ain't got shit. 
on this multiverse. This is like flying underneath the radar, and that's what they want. They want you to uncover it yourself. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. We got to go, Sean. We're talking like crazy people. We got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, Olivia, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Sean. 20 sleeps till Christmas, which means it's 19 sleeps until Kurt Russell. He's coming down your chimney. He's coming in your chimney. So take down your stockings, turn out the lights because Kurt Russell, he's going to be there. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Take down your stockings, put up your socks because Kurt Russell's coming. And he's the Santa who fucks. (laughs) 